Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk about sports. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 55 of Amateur Hour, a very special episode in the fact that it is a regular episode. We're excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. There's a lot of sports to be talked about. Shreyas looks dead inside, and that's all good. (laughs) Moving forward, we're going to kick things off this week with none other than the weekly highs. Shreyas? The weekly highs. Yes. So uh, let me start with my sports high. The past over the weekend, Coach Pop, Greg Popovich, uh, became the all-time wins leader for the NBA. Uh, a record that, if you probably asked him, he he doesn't want the attention for, because yeah. you know over the course of his career, uh, Pop has kind of been you know. One of the obviously one of the great minds, greatest minds in basketball, for but he's sure. never really called upon attention for himself throughout the success of the Spurs. You know that dynasty they had in the early late nineties, early two thousands, and then again back uh, when they when they won the championship in uh, twenty fourteen. But this moment being about him stepping into the limelight and getting that record beating or surpassing Don Nelson uh, with his 13, 1330. I was going to say 1336 regular season win. 1,336 the regular season win. Uh, impressive. It's a feat. Impressive. It's impressive. That's a it's lot a of winning. It's a lot of winning. That's continued success, right? Like that's one thing we've to, when we talk about the Spurs, they've had continued success. It hasn't happened over the past couple of years since, you know, the the end of the Duncan Parker Ginobili Kawhi that era like once that has fully been phased out and they went fully young with all their talent yeah the winning hasn't hasn't been there hasn't been the same but still in the fact that you know they're only a couple years off from Kawhi leaving right Kawhi left in 2018 yeah for so, the 2018-19 season in Toronto. Yeah. So, I mean, it took him it took him a couple of years, but they even with all the young guys, they were able to win, he was able to get the record and I mean, all those t- all those years where they won 50-60 games. That helps. Right. So. Right. Well, and we talked about um how the Spurs are essentially the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA in that they're they're great at drafting or they're great at ta- taking raw talent and developing that into a usable effective young player i mean you got Dejounte murray you got Calvin johnson you got the Derek whites of the world you know there's a lot you got the uh, lonnie walkers you know there's a lot of like names that people are starting to recognize because they came from the spurs and yeah they're kind of a weird place as a franchise where it's you know you kind of realize you're going to try to make the playoffs but you're not really a playoff team at this point right um how i mean how many years do you think pop is going to stick around I, i don't think he has more than two I mean, He's yeah, I mean, I think he would definitely continue, like, to be a talent in terms of coaching in the NBA, right? That's never going to leave him. But I think at this point, 
it's all about kind of if he wants to continue to make that commitment at his age every year it's tough yeah. it's tough he's he's one right he's not really like looking for anything unless he feels like this is a a squad that he can he can try I'm a to ride make. or die with these guys <laughs> yeah like like unless he feels like hey like like I want to take these young guys into the playoffs maybe he says I want this team to be a playoff team in a past yeah him and Jakobotel going <laughs> They're going all the way. <laughs> no, I mean, you can make them, like, let alone win anything. Um, but, I mean, one thing that I can t- I can say about Pop and his tenure, right? Like, how many players, like, left Pop, left that team early in their career? Like, I mean, I know it was kind of contentious at the end with Kawhi, but if you think of all the, the star players and the, the really good players that they had that either came to them or stayed for a long period of time, right? Like, yeah, Parker, Ginobili, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, oh, yeah, yeah. Kawhi stayed there, you know, Kawhi five six there. years, right? Yeah, so Danny Green, like Danny Green. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the the role players will go here and there, but Lamarcus like, Aldridge was there for a long time too. Patty Mills, he, yeah, Patty Mills, like Danny Green, like Patty Mills goes comes back, like like things like. People want to play for Pop. That's a coach you want to play for. Even if you go and, you know, you get traded or something, if there's ever an opportunity to come back to San Antonio, people people take it. Like, you know what I mean? That just, there's a, it's synonymous with winning. You want to play for the coach because he's yeah. that, he's that, like, he's a mentor to a lot of, a lot of players. So, you know, that, you know, that's got to be such a, such a privilege to just not only not let alone play with him every day, but just to sit down with pop and just kind of see how he views the game. Yeah. Cause I legitimately think he's built different. And I think that how he just looks at basketball, I, I can't even fathom what goes through his mind because he is so effective at controlling games, controlling pace and understanding his personnel. Because right. as we've seen, what you just said, Trey, at the beginning of this is even though he doesn't have quote-unquote superstar talent he's still able to win games with a very young and a very raw squad and that is impressive i mean heck how many times did they beat the celtics alone early on in the season (laughs) it's frustrating yes but yes that is uh that happened but even they they, they have a team that plays hard good teams they They have a team that plays hard yeah yep yep Right, they're no you can't you can't sleep on the Spurs. When you when you play them, you can't be like, "Oh, this is a write-off." Correct. It's not like when you're playing New Orleans, you can't be like, "This is we're done here." <laughs> also, it's crazy to me to see the Memphis Grizzlies like topping power rankings. Mm, have you seen that? like oh, like like top 3 not, not, you're using? Not like top 5, top 3, top 5 when they're yeah. like going just to see them yeah. in that like top 5 power rankings. You know what I mean? Out of 30 teams to have the Mem Grizz who were so subpar for so long yeah oh man and jaw's just a phenomenon that's off topic but just got me just got me thinking about that he he's a phenomenon oh yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised if there was a like if pop continued to coach i wouldn't be surprised if there was a spurs resurgence at some point like the grizzlies had a resurgence you know what i mean like that's just how like how well they scout how well they're coached how hard they play on a night-to-night basis they want to win for him. And why do you think all the players were like after pop, like after they won that game, they're all like all on pop and they're like, Oh, they're all like crowding him and stuff. They want to win for him. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's continued to coach. Like 
they could they could make some sort of resurgence like that. They just got to keep getting talent. How much money are you going to put on that? I mean, that he continues to coach or that they get back into a winning Both. statue. Yeah, right. No. I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot a lot of ifs. But Hey, guys, uh, lock in your picks this week. I got them. Uh, <laughs> guaranteed wins. Okay? Follow my Instagram page. You got to pay me for them, but they're guaranteed wins. I'm seeing so many pages like that, man. And you know what? Maybe I'm the fool because these guys, I guess, are winning a lot. I don't know how they know. Yeah. But they're winning, so... <laughs> Dude, pay me $30. Picks of the week. Guaranteed. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, Shrey. That's a good uh, sports high. What about your personal life? Oh. Um, yeah. So this uh, since our last recording, my birthday had passed. Ha- oh, no. So- and I didn't <laughs> wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> I need to log off right now. What day was it? Oh my God, Shrey! <laughs> Happy late birthday, Christ on a cracker! Oh my God, talk about being. I don't even off- feel that. I don't look, even you know feel that. I, I think know- this is funny. <laughs> I've got. I got exposed in 4K live on the air. I. Oh my God, dude! I feel so bad. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. I like way to drop point- that too. You're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I make it a point not to like tell. Like, I don't like. I don't like tell people unless they like ask. Like, when's your birthday? Like, when did that happen? Like, I feel like I don't know. It's just like, eh, like whatever. There are a lot of people out there that they're like, they talk about their birthday like a month in advance and they're like they're like yeah like just wait until the 25th like it's gonna go down and i'm like i don't know not really about all that like like i like i'm you know, so, like, so yeah i get it i get it yeah. you keep it low-key right you're like it oh super it's just day i keep it super low-key man so what if, day is it oh no, no, no. No. Okay. Oh, not on there. I see. Redacted. Okay. Okay. You'll have to text me because I'm yeah, going to yeah. put it in my calendar for next year so I don't yeah, miss yeah. it again. That sucks. I feel terrible. I'm not a good friend. No, wow. no, 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 no. You're I, okay, a perfect for, friend. For the record, for the record, I don't know anybody's birthday. The people I, who I live with, I don't know their birthdays. I know, know the months. I don't know my birth. I don't know their their birthday. I, know I only birthday. know. I don't, I don't know, know my birthday. I don't know my birthday. I mean, hey, how are you supposed to remember anyone else's if you can't remember yours? <laughs> I actually don't remember anything. You know, actually, that's kind of weird. I should probably get this checked out because I don't remember a lot from <laughs> years prior. Like, people will tell me stories from college, and I legitimately won't remember that experience. Not because I was under the influence of alcohol. I'll have you know. Perfectly sober experiences that I just don't remember. So, a lot has happened. Get- I guess, yeah. A lot has happened. No, there's, there's like, I mean, that's honestly what like Facebook is for. Like, I don't know so many people's birthdays and I'm like, oh, there's a person I talked to, but it it, it happens where I'm like, I'm not looking at Facebook and then I might miss someone's birthday and then I'll go on Facebook like three days later and then I'll see like the older posts and I'll be like, oh, does that person's birthday crap? And now I'm like, oh, well, I guess, uh," you know, I'm just going to be like, oh, whatever. But yeah, I mean, ah, now I have so my so over to the weekly lows. My weekly low is this. Oh, this sucks. I'm so sorry. It's right. Uh, redacted for whenever your birthday is. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, it was it was nice. I just you know had a had carrot cake. I love carrot cake. 
That's a good and kid. then um you know got a new shirt uh as a present and then cool yeah i keep yeah. a low-key I, i'm like i'm like as long as like people are still around me i don't feel the need to like publicize things you know what i mean as long as i'm <laughs> i know that's sad but it's just like i don't really care like as long as well yeah you and i are me. the people we're not getting uh we're, you, we don't get like eighty-two thousand posts you know what I mean? Like you know how people I took post it off stuff of, on their stories. I took it off of I took it off of everything. Like I like people like because here's my thing. It's like one guy that like maybe I talked to once in college or in high school or something is gonna hey, see birthday, is Shrey. gonna see yeah is gonna see Shreyas's birthday today. Click on my profile and be like, oh well, I clicked on his profile. I'm gonna have to say something. Now. Otherwise, I'll I'll feel bad. And then it'll be like a HBD Shreyas. No, no exclamation point, period. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll, I'll have to like, I'll, thank you, sir, for taking like, the time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'll be like, I appreciate it, period. <laughs> and like, I don't even want that interaction. So like, I end up just keeping it off of my, my wall and stuff. Like, that's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, well, that's the thing is, you know, I've noticed not to get too deep here, but you know, once you kind of leave college, a lot of people fall off. A lot of people who you talk to regularly no longer talk to you. A lot yeah, of people yeah. who you thought you were close with, but you're not close, you know, like physically close, you yeah, become yeah. like friend distant as well. Um, the convenience definitely helps in college. The convenience helps. Well, somebody told me in college, he said, I'm literally only friends with people when it's convenient for me. And I, I was mm. so offended by that. But it's accurate and it's true. And I can't say that I necessarily blame them. I try to take the extra step and reach out to people. You know what I mean? Say hi. Every now going? And How are you? I hope you're well. Um, but like I can get that. I can get that for some people. You're just like, well, you're not. I'm not going to see you anytime soon. So deuces. You know what I mean? So yeah, just one of those things. Uh, well, happy birthday, Shrey. Appreciate oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel you're gonna bad. have to tell me you gotta tell me so that i know oh. of course of course <laughs> okay all right all right not on air though all right so over to the weekly lows <laughs> the lows uh yeah this this my personal was gonna be that i had a calf cramp or not a calf cramp a quad cramp this is worse than that this feels bad that quad cramp hurt less than my heart does right now. We've been doing this for too long for me to not. All right. Anyway, I wonder on. if I brought. I wonder if I brought it up last year. I probably didn't. I don't think you did. I probably didn't. We d we've been doing this for this is our second year, right? So we've been through a March before. We've been through a March before. We did it. We did it January of twenty twenty one. Was the start. Yeah. New Year's Day, I think, was our when we it was, recorded. It was our like first right episode. after that. Yeah. It was like right after the first episode came out. But Wow. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't bring it up last year. I like you know what I mean? Like that's how it's like eh. Like wow. and it's also it's like it's not even like I mean it's it's like it's it's not like I'm like twenty one over again. Or like You get 16. to the we're at the birthdays where it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like once I get to like thirty then I'll be like, okay, that's a big one. Like it I feel like the one. I feel like I feel like the earlier you like the the earlier. The younger you are, like the the smaller the time frame between milestones. And then the older you are, you're like, I only want to celebrate the the half decades and the decades. And then it becomes like, okay, it's been 
like 15 years like this is a big one 70 and then when you hit 50 they're like christ he's still yeah. alive yeah <laughs> can you imagine then it becomes less of like a like a you're like oh we're gonna go through the motions you're like oh my god they're still here wow can you imagine someone like it's like my 50th birthday someone's like you know they're hol- like a holographic <laughs> mobile phone comes like you know they're like scrolling yeah, through mobile, it and then mobile. like and then like my my body comes up in a hologram and it's like it's Trey. it's his birthday he's 50 and they're like whoa does he still look like this holy crap <laughs> man he hasn't aged a day uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh uh for my sports low i just i because i need to move past it you know I need to take <laughs> you, my we can move past it we can move, move past, past it, it. Uh, my sports low is that uh, WNBA superstar Brittany Griner is still, as far as we know, being held in Russia for, quote-unquote, drug smuggling, some, quote-unquote, hash oil uh, across the border. She's been detained for, some reports speculate, about a month, which is a mm. long time to be in a Russian prison. Now, I hope and pray that she is okay physically. Mentally, it's got to be tough. Um, and yeah. it's just also a tough situation, terrible timing, whether it was intentional or accidental, maybe it really was just a coincidence that she was going through a Russian airport and they're like, Hmm, you have this. Um, but just really unfortunate with the geopolitical stuff that's going on right now. Right. Um, and I feel like it too, that it's been talked about a little bit, but this hasn't been talked about really all that much. Um, and it's, that's a little concerning. I don't know if it's because it's a W. And you know, actually, you know what my real sports low is? So I was trying to check scores for the different tournaments for women's basketball, college basketball, to see who's going to be in March Madness. For any men's basketball game, right, you can find stats in like player-by-player statistics for like who scored what, how many rebounds, whatever. I looked for the women's games, and they were just not on Google. Like you have oh, wow. to go deep dive into like stat muse or like other stuff. Mm-hmm. For men's games, they pop right up on Google. For women's games, they're not there. That's my sports low. That's messed up. And as a women's basketball part-time enthusiast, man, come on. Yeah. I know that not a lot of people don't watch it, but if you love basketball, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again, watch some women's basketball because it's less about the athleticism. It's more about the skill and team gameplay. I mean, that's that's what I really appreciate about it. For sure, for sure. You got. I mean, if you're if you're a basketball enthusiast, you have to support all – Right, like you have to support and, all types. That's what these being girls an enthusiast is. Yeah, if you these say you're a hoop. basketball enthusiast, that's what being an enthusiast is. Yeah, no, you're actually just a LeBron stan. We've exposed yeah. you. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So those are my lows. Uh, yeah, do better, people. Come on, we, we women's is just as important, and put the stats online. Make it easier, more accessible. More I know you accessible. guys got. 300,000 statisticians working over at Google. So get it up there. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's what she said. Moving on. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's get to our break. You know, Shrey, there's nothing wrong with a little uh, winky, winky, hokey, pokey. You know, again, keeps people on their toes. All right. <laughs> so as we dive into our meat and potatoes, get your forks and knives out, people, because uh, we have a, a resolution to the problem that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks in the baseball MLB. So I've seen some tweets. People are hyped. Baseball is quote unquote back. So Shrey, what are the deets? Yeah. So baseball is in all, in all parts back uh, there. It's going to be delayed now. So they're going to move 
uh, one of the series. They're going to move one of the series to the end of the season and still keep the 162 game format. And so they're going to kind of wipe away one of the cancellations. You know what I mean? It's just going to be delayed. And then they're going to move one of the actual cancellations. The, uh, the first one back a little bit, uh, back to the end. And it's kind it's an interesting agreement that they've, uh, come to. So April 7th is going to be opening, opening day. And then, there, you know, is that still Shrey? Let me ask you: Is that still two weeks behind what the normal one is? Yeah. So that didn't change. So it'll be, uh, it yeah. So it'll it'll be delayed. I forgot what the original, um, opening day was, but it is it is delayed by a week or two. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's a week. I think it's a week because it's two series, which is technically like can be fit into a week. It's three games a series, three okay. or four games. So. After that point, I guess it's uh, and 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 the money stuff. I guess that was what was being <clears throat> that was the um, the most contentious part of the agreement was they were so close towards the end. So when they were ramping up talks, you right, almost did it. <laughs> <laughs> they were so close. Like that's why I was so kind of frustrated because in terms of uh, the collective bargaining tax, so what they made as the, the the ceiling, basically, for spending before being taxed, the luxury tax uh, ceiling, they were like a couple million off, right? And they were... The oh, straight, come on, just eat a couple million. It's not a big deal. Well, well it's just like... <laughs> literally no honestly in the uh, no, grand I know. scheme of for, things I, is, I joke but yes you're right for for organizations that large it shouldn't that be like one person was like 232 and the other one was at like 230 like that yeah. was what each sides were so it's like at that point like if you're struck if you're wasting time and not trying to split the difference you're like what's happening right like i know last week we, when we talked about this and it was still going on we were we were talking about okay the owners where's their mentality throughout all of this like where are the fair deals the proposals why have they been you know short why, like it feels a little bit short changed in a sense right i mean both sides you know have a have a a say right and the when this when the vote was going on right so when this proposal was going to be voted on right so both both sides had agreed upon it. Now it is going to the voting. They MLBPA has an executive board of okay. like eight players, and so they they basically is Bryce are, Harp is Bryce Harper on that. I don't know. I don't know if Bryce Harper is on it. I'm merely <laughs> joking, but uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I understand, right? Uh, just like um, like the the, the like the you know what I mean? NBA like, players associate, yeah, like a, like a student yeah. like a student council, right? Like so right. it's. So what's the prom theme this year? <laughs> the, Guys, they're so gonna tax our meals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How much, uh, is, how much is the punch this year? Do I have to pay for it? <laughs> yeah, that's actually coming out of your um, salary uh, part of the luxury tax. So uh, yeah, you're gonna have to pay for it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so the executive board, they there's eight members on it, and they all voted against. So it was an, a unanimous against, but then all the teams, when they had their votes, right? So uh, thirty teams, those teams, uh, team votes ended up, you know, ratifying it because they everyone voted for it. So there's there was it felt like a little bit of a 
okay, the executive board is basically telling everyone we don't want this, but the players just want to get back out there. And so they're, they're fine with this process. And it seemed like, you know, people got what they asked for. There's a bigger bonus pool, right? For money. Uh, the, the bonus minimum, pool based off of performance incentives. It's let's see. I don't have that, but <laughs> we'll skip on that. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, uh, there's a yeah. So there, I know I know there's a bigger bonus pool, and then in terms of some other big changes that I'm reading about, you know, because I'm I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, there's a 12 team postseason, so I know the owners wanted 14. Uh, they got 12, which is what you know the players were looking for, um, and then. A universal DH, the players got that. So that's an extra designated hitter spot in all NL rosters. So uh, the National League rosters never had a DH. Pitchers had to, and when when there was, you know, interleague play and or NL play, pitchers had to bat. So if they wanted to stay in the game, at least. So now there's going to be a DH um, in the National League. And then... There's going to be a draft lottery. One of the big things also that was kind of keeping this um, longer than it should be, all these talks, was the international draft. And so that was, right now, when international players come over, it's basically like a massive bidding war. Mm. And so it, what ends up happening is, like, the bigger teams get, have the, like, you know, they have more to spend. They could probably get the bigger players. See like Shohei Otani, you know, getting a lot of money. Um, uh, like for the Red Sox, Bruzne Castillo, um, you know, big big name signings from uh, even if they ended up not panning out, those bigger names, the bigger teams would have a you know a a better chance of getting those players. So the owners wanted to implement some sort of international draft, which the players uh, did not want that to happen. So that is something that they tabled that discussion. And so they said in this new agreement, we'll talk about this in the summer. So mm. rather than talk about it now and lengthen everything they're they basically just pushed it off and ratified. Oh, Shrey, everybody knows that that's the best way to deal with your, uh, <laughs> your problems is to just look, honey, I know that our marriage is in shambles, but Let's just wait till the kids are 18. Can't we wait till July? <laughs> I'm free on the 17th. Does that work for this conversation? Uh, yeah, no. Thursday is booked for me. Uh, how about never? Does never work for you? It reminds me of that, that Geico ad where they're in the, the Western standoff and they're like, <laughs> they're like, I can't do two. Can you do yeah, three? Do well, what about? Uh, no, three's booked. I'm at Tina's birthday party. Next week, well, I'll, I'll see if I can fix you in. <laughs> Tentatively. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was a big thing, but they got past it. They've tabled that discussion. The huge thing, and, and when, when we talked about it, and I'll finish, wrap up here. The huge thing was when we, when we mentioned all these talks, we were talking about the play on the field, right? And uh, two things were removed for this season. That was uh, the seven-inning doubleheaders that were happened last year. So if it was a doublehead game, it would be seven they innings. Got they, took it they got rid of those? They got rid of those for this so year. So you're doing doubleheader nine innings? Nine innings, yep. Oh! 
Oh my god! <laughs> um, and then they took off that uh, extra inning rule where uh, a runner starts on second. And oh. uh, that's a rule that I was in favor for because it speeds up it that extra up inning. The There's a guy on second, right? Like, I know people didn't like it because it wasn't true baseball, but I mean, you the one sport that needs a change and that requires a change and you had a good change and you took it out, like whatever, right? So, but now for starting 2023, there's a 45 day window. There's a 45 day window that uh, the league can impose rule changes. Um, so say the shift, you know, taking out the shift or um, pitch clock. Right. So two things that we were talking about, if they wanted to implement those two uh, rules that we just talked about that they're taking out for this season, they could do that again. But okay. a joint committee is going to talk about it. And then once they once they approve it, it's a 45 day window. And then that that rule is in effect. So it seems okay. like it's going to speed up. They're going to use the eye test. And when they see that there's an issue, they're going to try to find a way to fix it. That, that seems like it's a good idea in practice. We'll see what they actually end up changing. But it seems like the owners, since they want the pitch clock, they want shifts banned. It seems like more rules are going to take into effect faster. And, you know, hopefully it'll speed up the process in, in the meantime, uh, starting in 2023. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, although it's not for next year, I'm excited to see that happen in the near future. So those are mm. the kind of the big takeaways from this whole MLB uh, CBA agreement baseball is back free agency is open we'll talk about that uh at a later time when there's more uh when there's more signings and the big the big boys are off the board and things like that so uh i'm excited i'm excited just to see it on the field i mean it doesn't it still hurts that all this had to happen but at the end of the day like it's a sport and i do like baseball and it's gonna people are probably gonna take their minds off of when the once the games come on so People have short-term memories, definitely. <laughs> oh God, but it doesn't fix any. Oh yeah. Well, hey, you for know the what? Show, yeah, for yeah, next year, fine. nothing's the, fixed. The only way that they're going to change is when the money stops coming in. And maybe you're right, Trey. Maybe there is enough of a cult following of people who really love the long baseball games to keep it rolling. And as long <laughs> as there is, that's fine. I won't be joining the baseball watching community. I will be upfront and honest about that, right? It's I just don't have the time. I hardly have enough time to watch NBA games as is. And yeah. those are a crisp two hours. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, oh, God, I hate watching commercials. Anyway, so yes, nothing is fixed, but things are fixed. So that's good. Right. All right, let's talk about our second plate. Our second course of this podcast is a major trade alert and a major not trade alert. So... We're going to go over to the NFL for a little bit. We're going to talk about two big ticket items that people were really just obsessing over during the offseason after the Super Bowl. The first ticket is Aaron Rodgers. The mm. second ticket is Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos, which crazy. And we uh, follow a Seahawks fan account on Instagram, and they are going to be really upset. They're going to be really upset because they were making posts for weeks like, this is why Russell Wilson is staying. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. And Aaron Rodgers, despite everything, everything will remain in Green Bay. 
Big yeah. L for the Green Bay fans. I don't think anybody, people after his last stints, after his terrible press, after his terrible publicity, after the whole vaccine drama, after his, you know, negative remarks towards the franchise as a whole based off of his inability to make decisions and things that we've talked about in prior episodes. Uh, I feel like Green Bay's just kind of had enough of him, like as a Green Bay fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm shocked and awed by these moves and lack of moves. Stray, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, starting with Aaron Rodgers, I think this says more about Green Bay. Well, the 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 front office and their decision making, right? The one thing yeah. that that they did that ticked Aaron Rodgers off in the beginning was when they drafted Jordan Love. Right. And right. they drafted him in the second round and it felt like he was going to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers. But then all this stuff happened. Right. You know, Rodgers inability to, you know, really prove himself in the playoffs of recent years. Right. Like they get to a certain spot and they're not able to get over the hump. Uh, they should be making and they should be in the championship game and making Super Bowls with him as the quarterback that should be happening it's not but they can't do it we've seen time and time again we've seen year after year that they cannot close they are the one of the worst closing teams in my opinion right it's like you get to these 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 crucial games and you know that you have the talent to do it and i think mentally and coaching wise you just literally crumble like a saltine in your hand all right seriously you you like crumble like a hot saltine that's been left out in the hot sun and then I go to poke it, and it just. <laughs> no, I mean, really, and sure, yeah. you bring up a good point. They can't. They should be winning championships, but they're not. Right. It's just not even like even making Super Bowls. Like that's a big step, right? Is to making get to the, Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And like they've been to a championship game, and then what happened? They they did not cover. They fell flat on Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Call Reggie Miller. <laughs> and then they 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 choked this past year. Right against San Francisco, choked, choked against the San Francisco 49ers, who, like we mentioned, have good talent at all their positions, but to some degree still don't feel like a comprehensive team. And especially with Jimmy G leading the charge, yeah, the Mr. Mr. Inconsistent, yeah, uh, yeah. And you have, I mean, oh man, yeah, that's incredibly yeah. frustrating. So it's frustrating, right? But it's it's even more frustrating that. They basically told us with this contract that Jordan Love didn't ban out. He's not good. He's he's not good. Right? Why in the world would you give a man that was ready to leave? Ready four, to go. A four-year deal. At, I know Rodgers wants to control his narrative and say it, the money's wrong and everything. But it's it's it has to be close to $50 million, right? A year. Why would you give someone that was ready to leave four years at 50 a year and and basically tell you tell us that the the guy that you tried out he played a couple games he played a game right or i don't even he's played some garbage time but then he started that game that rogers was out last year and he stunk and they basically we thought oh okay he's not getting enough time or the reps and that's probably the reason no no internally i think the packers just thought oh no that's the last straw he this guy can't play and they gave Rogers a four year fifty like fifty a year deal. So that's the crazy part is that it's like so many quit- bad decisions. Well, the job market, Shrey, is so hot, right, for regular people that it's crossed over into football. The job market is so hot. There's <laughs> so little talent in so many positions. 
it's literally like Aaron Rodgers was trying to quit his job, like desperately trying to quit his job. Like you can see, he does not want to be there. He's yeah. trying to leverage that for money elsewhere. I don't know if it's because he couldn't get it or because his current employer just absolutely panicked, turned around and went, okay, okay, whatever you want, we can say. And you know, right? Because it happens in real life. If you've ever quit a job or you've tried to like leverage offers, if you yeah. stay at the place because they offer you more money to kind of match what the new offer is, but you already told them that you want to leave, mm. your relationship is not going to be good going forward. And I don't care what you say. There is always, always, always going to be a bad taste in the mouth of Green Bay, their fans, their upper-level organizational management, and then even some of the players. God, why would you want to play on a team with a guy who you know deep down really doesn't want to be there? Because I can't be convinced that Aaron Rodgers really wants to stay for anything other than the money. Right. Well, it's interesting. Like, I'm pretty sure— Budokunst is still there. He's still still the GM. Yeah, he is. And it's not like that relationship is just going to be all flowers. Yeah, now that now that Rogers is back, right? Like people are still people. People hold grudges, let alone Aaron Rodgers <laughs> holding grudges, right? Like he hold he he'll bring everything up at a press conference that he hated and will tell you to the media's face, like, oh, I hated this move and I didn't like when they told me this and I didn't like when they gave me that. So he he keeps so grudges. much for keeping it under wraps, guy. <laughs> so thanks. You need to sign Aaron Rodgers to an NDA. You need to like have him just be just sealed, tight-lipped about everything going on because it hurts your organization to have somebody just like, you know what I mean, talking. Yeah, yeah. He's making public spots on Pat McAfee's show, and like I get at a, at a certain point, like you want your story to be heard. But I don't know. It's, like, it's not the Aaron Rodgers press tour. Yeah, yeah, it is, especially when he's still playing. Like, and like all the things that are happening in the in the in the team, he's like bringing it out there almost. I mean, it's it's a lot. But at at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of money. I think. I mean, obviously they're gonna still be good, right? They get Rodgers back. That'll like they franchise tagged Devonte Adams, so they'll have him back for at least this year. And then, you know, it's just going to be like, you know, the old ship is back. Like, we just patched some of the holes. Like, oh, the, we sprung a leak, but uh, we fig- we fi- we had the flex tape all along. Like, we just figured it out. So, I, I... <laughs> oh, God. So, Phil so, I mean, Swift here. Yeah. <laughs> flex tape. Wow. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> Holy moly. Look at what Aaron Rodgers is saying to the media. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> oh, seriously. And if you're and if you're Gutekunst, like what do you like what was going through your mind? What is your wife saying to you? Does she respect you still as a man? <laughs> I don't think so. Because if you if your organization decided that the best move was to bend to the whim of of anti-vax Rogers, no, really. To bend to his, his beck and call, and I get that he's a great talent. But it hasn't been working, and yeah, for you to get rid of who was the guy that they dropped? You you just mentioned his name, right? Uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, like they drafted uh, him, and then yeah, drafted him, and then pff, kicked out the front door, like like literally like a bad meatloaf, like seriously. Yeah, I mean it's. Tell me if that makes much, sense to you, Shrey, because it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's 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 just knowing. Okay, we wanted to do this in the past, where we wanted to have find a successor, right? Like. When they found Rodgers while Favre was still playing, 
right? They expected him to be the successor. He he stayed for like he stayed as a backup for a couple of years, and then when Favre left, Rodgers was ready, and he became you know this generational talent, right? Like he was ready to play. But so they tried to 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 do the same thing with Jordan Love, except Jordan Love's not some sort of generational talent, I guess. So it's like either a the scouting was horrible. And then now they have to go back on the word and pay a 37, 38 year old guy a four year contract. So, I mean, we'll see. He, he's he that co- old. Yeah. I thought he was 35. Oh. He's, he's 37. I'm pretty sure. We talk about yeah. Tom Brady versus time, but let's talk about Aaron Rodgers versus time. You really want him to play till he's 41, he's 30, 42? He's 38. 42. You want him to play for till he's 42 and pay him 50 million bucks reportedly. Hey guys, guys, you got the number all wrong. <laughs> it's fifty-one. <laughs> I'm gonna go take my greasy man bun and uh, kiss my wife, Shailene Woodley. <laughs> all right, so Shay, let's. I mean, well, you know what? <sighs> to freaking heck with the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what they're doing, uh, but good luck this season because you, you'll probably win some games. Because again, you still have the talent. But yeah, all in all. Wah. Who knows? I might eat those words, though. Let's talk about, uh, more surprisingly, Russ Wilson uh, mm. leaving Seattle by choice, not by choice. I mean, I know it was a trade, but by you got exa- it was by choice. Yeah, he yeah. So he talked with the Broncos It's definitely something that's been in the works. He's apparently before the trade actually happened, he was talking to the Broncos for like two weeks is what the report was. Oh, he's in a relationship and he's talking to another girl. <laughs> oh no. So it's definitely something that Seattle was willing to do. They let him they let him go and explore a trade and he gets he went he came back and said, I want to pick Denver. And th- it was a surprising trade too. And the timing too, if you recognize the timing when Aaron Rodgers was reported he's going back to Green Bay. And immediately, like I would say like a half hour later, boom, Wilson gets traded. Right. So it felt convenient that like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is off the market. And one of the things that the Broncos did was sign Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos, uh, sorry, the the Packers old offensive coordinator as their head coach. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it felt like, oh, they're gearing up to try to make a run at Rodgers. And Broncos apparently might have had a had a deal in place if Rodgers said, I want to leave. So. It was. I felt like they had their shoes in both buckets, and they they worked something out too. That's the crazy part. They had, they had the highest hopes. Usually, when when teams have the highest hopes like that, they usually get like caught with nothing in their hands at the end of the day. But they had the highest hopes. They put their toes in multiple buckets, and they spread the toes out. They went like really yeah. <laughs> and more tentacles actually... at this point. <laughs> And and they felt, oh, this this water's warm. Oh, oh, whoa, this is this is good. And then they got the Russell Wilson bucket, dude. That's the crazy part. That's the what's going to happen part. to Theodore Bridgewater. Oh, that that was a wow. one year deal. That was a that, like speak like that was a bridge quarterback. You know, part of my pun, but that was a bridge quarterback. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> When you have Russell Wilson, what are you gonna say, right? Like, uh, yeah. What, what are your think? What are your initial thoughts about him going to Denver and the, just kind of how he how Seattle has kind of blown it up since then? Man, sense. Seattle's blown it up. I mean, you need to think about 
Oh man. I mean, and, and like I said, there's that Seattle page that I really want to go on. I think after this pod, I'm going to go on their page and kind of see what their thoughts are. See mm. how down bad they are. Uh, I might Venmo them 69 cents to cheer them up. <laughs> Point being is, yeah, if you're Seattle, like really, really, I mean, wow. Look at the past four or five years and your absolute, like, ah, oh, I don't want to say failure. But at the same time, like failure to get anything done. And I get it. Russell Wilson being hurt is such a deep blow because yeah. you rely so much on the, on his talent. Um, but outside of that, too, I feel like you guys have failed to put him in a great spot where he, he can succeed. And I know it always centers around the quarterback, right? A lot of these talks about franchises, teams, and things like that. But... Yeah, kind of. I, I I keep harking back to that. It's it's really look at your failure to put him in a good situation. Uh, I know you have again Pete Carroll, a phenomenal football mind at at you know commanding your ship. Uh, but a good coach is only going to get you so far. And for the Broncos, talk about a steal, man. Really, like you were you were they were literally struggling to to find somebody to fill that quarterback role, and now you luck out with one of the top talents in the league, a big name. Mm-hmm who's going to help you and who's going to get your guys the ball when they need to. And who's also, you know, pending injury, um, kind of, you know, remaining issues or kinks that you need to iron out. He's still like incredibly athletic and a great football player. Yeah. That's a W, but for Seattle to lose that and just kind of like, let him go. Oof. I don't know. I don't know if you agree, disagree. Yeah. I mean, I agree with the fact that, this is something that was rumored for a while, right? Like I remember when we had our podcast with Lofa. Um, we asked him, great, like, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's a great done. podcast, you... by the way. Yeah. And we asked him about Russell Wilson, and it, 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 we've talked about this for a while, and it felt like back then there was rumors about you know Wilson and Carol kind of butting heads, and it felt like the styles at the end of the day there was a there was a tension between what Russ wanted to do and how Russ wanted to play and how Pete wanted to coach mm. right so Pete is like run first quarter uh run first coach he, that's a system he he wants to run the ball he wants to you know gr- grit it out and make sure that he's getting his run holes in the defense and yeah. yeah and then when we also talk about okay as a byproduct of what kind of what's been happening the past couple of years, even though the offense has been really good. And since other than last year, when Wilson was hurt for a lot of it, they've had some good records, right? To, they haven't had the playoff success that they did when they won a, won a Super Bowl and they made another one and like that Legion of Boom era, but their defense has been a, has been a huge part to why they haven't been able to close games and why they're able to, you know, almost play down to some of their competition, even when Russell Wilson is on the, on the field. So they haven't been able to, like you said, kind of put the things around him, even if it's like they have the weapons, right? They have DK Metcalf, they have Chris Carson, they have Tyler Lockett, right? They have, they got Gerald Everett. Like it felt like, okay, this is a really good team. And Russell Wilson is a, is an amazing quarterback. You can get those guys the ball, but when on the other side, the defense isn't stopping anybody, right? Jamal Adams seems like kind of a, I I hate to say this, but it seems like kind of a bus signing. Like for the, for the amount of draft capital that was given up for him. And then the money, they extended him at the end of the day too. 
and he has not produced in the couple of years that he's been on the team. It's 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 a lot of holes now on defense that they have to fix, right? And so it felt like Russell Wilson was seeing kind of this progression or in a sense digression of how the Seahawks were and what they were going to be, right? And it felt like he thought, okay, it's going to be more of the same. Pete's going to still want to run the ball. I still have really good years in me. Let me go. Yeah. Let, me go to, let me go to another place that I feel like I can, you know, it's a, it's a good location. It's a great team that needs a quarterback. And that was Denver. Right when you look at the Denver Denver offense, needs well needs a quarterback is an understatement. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying. Right, right. When you look well, at no, the no, Denver keep, keep offense, going. yeah, yeah. When you look yeah. at the Denver offense, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and then Javante Williams is the is the next running back that I feel like he could have a really big season next year, especially if Melvin Gordon is gone. Like to have all those weapons, and then a defense that is also pretty decent. Like it's it's not great. But it's decent, and I feel like now having Russell Wilson, people a will want to play on the team that he's on, or b the the front office like Elway will will say we got the guy now. Let's go out and make this team a contender. Let's like you know what I mean like free agency. I wouldn't be surprised if they they felt juiced up to go and get some big name free agents like or make some trades and stuff. So like. When you have that guy, you feel that way. And Seattle had that guy, and it felt like they kind of took him for granted in a sense, right? Like you saw how they won early on. I think it was a couple seasons ago when they had the let Russ cook, and he was he was cooking. He was like four hundred yards, like every single game, couple like three four touchdowns, and they were they were winning. They had like they went like six seven and zero to start. So when when that like started to slip. You know what I mean? Like it started. You started to feel like it just wasn't sustainable with how they were playing, and you know the team that they had. And if they weren't going to make major changes, didn't feel sustainable. And at the end of the day, I think that's what it was. I think it was, it was a different if set of they opinions. Weren't going to make major changes, and I agree. I think that's the issue, right? Because obviously, you know that Seattle didn't want to see Russ go, right? right? And I'm not saying that by letting him go, it was like, oh, uh, oh, we totally fumbled the bag, but. Yeah, the difference of opinion in play style. And for Russ, you're like, if you're not going to utilize me how I want or need to be utilized, yeah, I'm going to go to another team that's going to take care of me. Oh, my God. What? Oh, we got breaking news, dude. Okay. Oh, we got breaking news. Tom Brady just unretired and is returning as the Buccaneers quarterback for next season. No, no way. No way. No way. No, you're joking me. No, what's the source? He wrote. This? Uh, he he wrote it on Twitter. He put it on Twitter. He wrote these past two months. I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it is not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm he, coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa Bay. Unfinished oh! business. LFG. Oh my God! I was right the whole time. I knew he was a retired. That's unbelievable. Woo! I really yes. thought he was. I really thought he was going to take a one year break. It had it no. been two no, months. Trey. He got depressed. <laughs> he got depressed when he went home. He went home and he got depressed. Yeah. Tom Brady is back, baby. Let's freaking go. The goat well, of the, goats. The quarterback news, right? 
the quarterback news that happened in the past week. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I can't fucking believe news. this. That's unbelievable. That is huge. That has so many implications, right? I know we're off of Russell Wilson, but I don't care at this point. We talked about Russell Wilson. Tom Brady coming back. If he didn't come back, Tom, uh, Tampa Bay would have had to look at different quarterbacks. And, you know, Deshaun Watson is now out there. That would have been an option. So, Deshaun, Yeah, I know. And I know that we said we weren't going to talk about Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson just got criminally cleared. Like he's not being criminally found guilty of anything. We'll talk about this in a later episode. Right. But as of right now, he's back out. Yeah. So he's he was an option. Or they had to look for another quarterback, especially with the the – the offense that they had, no they brought back Godwin. No freaking way. No way. And for, for Tom Brady to come back now, it alters the landscape of things. Now there's a potential trade partner gone for Houston. Now there's like, ooh, okay. Tom Brady, if he had unretired, would he have said, I want to go somewhere else? Right? Maybe he was done with Tampa Bay. He goes back was- to the Patriots. No, no. <laughs> get that out of your head. No, get it out of your head. I... <laughs> He returns. Him and Bill kiss. (laughs) They kiss on live television. It's just like that that um, Michael Scott Oscar scene from The Office. It was that. It's just awkward. It's terrible. But they kiss. They make up officially publicly. He's back Uh, to the Patriots. We win eight, nine, and ten. Yes. Okay. Now, now I'm with you. But or seven, eight, nine. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking if he if he retired, it was probably because he either. Didn't want to play for Arians or anymore. Like he was kind of like it felt like there were some rumors well, that there. He just got he got tired, right? He's old. Right. He's old. I knew. I felt like a lot of people knew in their heart of hearts. No, that Tom Shrek, Brady you said no. You said I knew. I knew. You said he was going to retire. I knew he was never. I, I yeah. I, yes, but I said he was going to retire as an announcement. I never said yeah, he would stay. I, I never. I never <laughs> said he would stay retired. Yeah, all these guys, all these boys who were like, "Thank you, Tom Brady, for my childhood," are now back on back on Twitter, back on Instagram. They're like, "He's back." <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. Insane. I couldn't be more excited. Insane. I, that's that's huge. The the NFC, like like there's. It, it, we thought there was going to be less competition. Brady's straight. Gone. He went home. He went home, got bored, and was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to." He's play. too competitive, because dude. He's, he's that good. Where he's like, "My limbs literally still work. I'm going to play football until I die." That's un- that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It happened live too. Like I I just saw the ESPN notification. That's crazy. That that Tom Brady, after two months, retired. Said, I'm back. I have unfinished, back? Unbi- unfinished business on the field. It felt, it felt so weird too. I know, I know. People are saying he was going to make the announcement to retire, but it felt so weird that after that type of loss, that he was going to call it quits. I felt in the, I felt in my heart of hearts. Even if he had announced his retirement, it meant like almost like a gronk break. Like he was going to take the year off, kind of reassess things, and be like, I, I had a good time at home. I'm not freaking just, leaving. This is I'm enough. not freaking leaving. Yeah, <laughs> but this is enough. I thought that's how it was going to be. And then he either A, would have come back under different circumstances to Tampa Bay, or B, try to force a trade to like somewhere like San Francisco, right? And done like a one or two year deal there because, you know, go back home type of thing. I thought it was going to be like that. I did not think oh, dude, he, likes Florida. he was going to reassess. He likes Florida. That's insane. That's crazy. 
Well, well, welcome back, Tom Brady. The, the the world missed you for two months, and now now it's like Thank everything you for never checking happened. your phone. Thank you for checking your phone. We're we're right as rain again. Let's keep going. Unbelievable. All right. So before we get going, I did just want to. Uh, well, we we at Amateur Hour wanted to throw out a special congratulations for uh, Kevin Garnett, a mm. Celtics legend, if you will. He's getting his yeah. jersey retired uh, this evening, I believe, uh, yeah. at the time of recording, and it's great to see. I mean, one of the one of the most dominant and aggressive power forwards in the history of the NBA. Um, a great two-point shooter. Uh, not a great three-point shooter, but man, <laughs> talk about fire, energy, grit, dog mentality, hustle, heart. I mean, this guy had it all. And had he not gotten hurt in 2009, they would have another chip. Yeah, they would. They would have been a clear contender. And... Oh, they would have easily steamrolled over Orlando if <laughs> if if KG was out there. So that's that's a diff- that was definitely a difficult one to swallow. Yeah. And in 2010, they would have had a chip if um, Kendrick Perkins Kendrick Perkins didn't get hurt in games game seven. <laughs> Is it, I mean the two di- two difficult what ifs at the end of the day when we talk about KG's Celtics career, right? Because we know how. When he came into the league, he he set the he set the NBA world on fire with his competitive spirit and from the get go, being a coming out of high school too. Because remember, he never went to college; he went to Farragut Academy and then went straight to the NBA. Wow! So, yeah. so to come like that, and you know, the '90s too. You're playing some big dogs. You're playing Jordan. You're playing Ewing. You're playing David Robinson. You're playing you're playing big boys. Right. And to come out and he kept that fire. He was like so vindictive with how he wanted to play his game. Yeah. His, his trash talk. Unbelievable. Right. We know that firsthand from some of the stories he was as a Celtic. The guy was so fiery. Right. Like you hear, like Trey said, you hear the stories and the guy was literally such an animal on the court. Yeah. He, he was like, I'm a dragon. I'm a dragon. <laughs> like he's <laughs> that guy. He's crazy. Yeah. But in the best way possible. Oh, it's a guy that you, you're willing to root for a hundred times out of a hundred, a hundred and one times out of a hundred, because you know that when he when he has loyalty towards you and he plays like that, he's gonna stay that way, right? Like his and in a sense, it kind of his loyalty to the Celtics, it it gave him that kind of ammunition in a sense to to not like Ray Allen because if you remember how Ray Allen left, left. right? He took, uh, he took, a, a less money to go to, to Miami or no, he took, he took more, he took the money and went to Miami. He got a better contract from Miami and he didn't take the hometown discount to stay in Boston. And I guess at the time he didn't call KG or he didn't call Pierce. And when, when KG, said like is like for your team he's against everyone else so he hated ray allen he's for a while he did not talk to ray allen i remember there was a tnt thing when he didn't invite ray allen to the tnt thing uh when he was when he was uh employed there and uh it looks like at this specific uh ceremony ray allen was in attendance so i mean obviously things have kind of mellow, mellowed down it's after a while, you're kind of like this. Is kind of, this is this is actually is petty. Like let's let it go. But that's how that's how fiery he was. That's how is dedicated that, he was. And the only reason he left the he, Celtics is because he got traded. Yeah. Huh? 
the only reason he left the Celtics is because he got traded away. Yeah. Oh, he would have stayed here to end his career. That's how much he liked it here. And it wasn't all like that. If you remember, KG wasn't willing to be traded. But then when when Danny Ainge made the move to trade for Ray Allen at the draft, right? They traded Ray Allen at, during the draft. KG, I guess, he, I, I remember I watched um, the press conference uh, and I went back and watched it too. But KG, at the end of the day, said, I watched them trade for Ray and I said, no, this might work. And I guess he looked at it. He saw Paul Pierce was still there. He saw Ray Allen was still there. And he he approved the deal. And and uh, people can say what they want about that specific deal. It's kind of gone back both ways. Right? I remember when it was a, oh, my God, they gave up this much. And then it went to, oh, my God, it's a steal. And then now it's like, ha, 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 you squandered the opportunity. Like, it's gone back and forth, right? But to get to uh, get Kevin Garnett. We did squander Garnett, those draft picks. Yeah, we squandered <laughs> those draft picks. When you can to get stop, okay, keep going. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But long story short, KG, unbelievable player. I still remember that 2008 finals game six when they're up by like 30, whatever. And KG, KG goes, drives into the lane and puts up that like double clutch one hander. And he gets fouled on it. And I remember seeing that in the crowd, like the crowd go crazy and be like, oh, oh, we actually got one. Like, it, like it didn't felt it didn't feel real that there was a championship until he did that. Like, I was like, wow, everything's going. Wow, that's it. That's it's real now. It's real now. So yeah. for him to be a part of those moments, defensive player of the year. He definitely deserves his number. MVP, too. Not with the Celtics, but with the Timberwolves. I mean, but it was Timberwolves. But Defensive Player of the Year in his first year with the Celtics, too, right? Championship Defensive Player of the Year. Like, what more could you want from a guy of his of his magnitude, too? Like, a he's a star. Like, he's a star, and he he acts like every game is is his last. There's not a lot of players like that, and that's he's what you appreciate he- about him. Yeah, I agree. And he had that same heart and hustle that like a Montrez Harrell has, where like it's like every game is your last. And those yeah. dudes just go to ball, ball, yeah. and they don't take anything from nobody. And they, right. oh man, you love uh, to watch that. Love and to watch some it. of that. Some of that fire I think is missing uh, in a lot of players, but it's nice to see it come back. Yeah, it's nice to be reminded way. of that too. Hopefully, players look at this and be like, "Oh, we saw KG." Hopefully, he talks to some people on the team. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They talked like let's let, let's get let's see if that'll like boost them up. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, this has been another exciting and breaking news episode of Amateur Hour. I'll get it out faster than the other ones. We'll see. Um, uh, this is a, a professional uh, something. This is a professional sports podcast by people who've never played professional sports. I'm your host Max, along with Shreyas, and we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>